So man, as we were navigating through this thing called life and, and applying all the advanced strategies and all of that, invariably certain pitfalls are going to show up. Uh, one of those is the pace of life. That's what I believe has happened to a lot of us. Our schedules get crowded because you're trying to accomplish something. Uh, our, our finances get tighter. Our relationships, they seem to get distant because we're on this focus and our mental and emotional balance seems, I mean, like imbalanced, right? Have you found that to be true at all? No, I've, uh, like I got my stuff together. <laughs> okay, I've been well, working good. on myself. This will be for me it's then. It's perfect. This is you <laughs> preaching to the man in the mirror. No, like I, I think the first issue is admitting like, hey, I probably, yeah, that's, that, that does sound like, that does sound like me. I think the problem too, for, for me anyway, is that we just assume it's normal. That that's just the way life's gonna be. It's just gonna be crazy crowded until we get to that magical success and then we can breathe. Hey friends, I wanted to take a few moments from the podcast just to let you know about a unique relationship that I have for which I'm very thankful for. Back in 2018, I began working in some capacity on staff with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Now, I say some capacity because there is a long story behind it that I will tell you on an upcoming episode of the Advanced Cast. Uh, however, through that relationship with the founder and executive director, Bob Waldrop, who started Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture back in 2008 as a means to engage people about the current cultural issues of the day in the public sphere from the standpoint of faith and hope and uh, empowerment. Because of that relationship, we have the opportunity now to run the advance, not as a for-profit organization or not as a moneymaker, but really we can run this as a nonprofit. That means that we're empowered now to help people wherever they are and move them to where they're designed to be. And that means that if part of your unique call is to jump on board with us and help us create a movement, once again, that empowers people to move from where they are to where they're designed to be. If you wanna help a movement that's designed to help people move from where they are to where they're designed to be in, in every area of life, whether that's in the area of their family or their finances or their health or what they do for work as they find and fulfill their purpose or even their faith life, as we really feel that faith should infuse all of this, then I would encourage you to follow the link below at the show notes and just go over to Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Learn more about the incredible organization that Bob founded there that has released multiple documentaries on post-traumatic stress disorder, on moral injury, on even families. Learn about several of the books that uh, I've honestly been fortunate enough to work with him as he's created. Uh, learn more about how you can even give a designated uh, one-time or recurring donation to the advanced movement. Those are, because it's a 501c3, all tax deductible. You'll have to get with your attorney as you sort through all the details. But I thank you so much for following along, listening to the podcast. We'll get back to the show right now. That, that's how I spent a lot of my life. We just assume that it's the way life is, you know, to, to get to that road to success. Uh, and maybe that's because I've allowed what I call normalizers. Normalizers are people that I, I, I vilify because a normalizer is someone when you're when you're doing the wrong thing, they go, oh, it's okay, we all do that. 
Well, that doesn't make it okay, right? And so I think sometimes, you know, we find people that are as busy as we are and we talk about it and they go, oh, we're all that way. Well, I, I don't want those normalizers to impact who I am. We, and we, so we, we kind of tell ourselves that, uh, you know, we need to cram this one more thing into our schedule if we want to get where we have to go. And so, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to smash it in there. Or if I, if I buy this one more piece of technology or I buy this one more thing, you know, then I'm going to get what I, what I need. Uh, you know, are we, we assume that our friends are going to give us leverage and just go, Hey, listen, I ain't got time for y'all right now. I'm, I'm busy. And, and we wear that as a, as a mantra. Uh, and I think sometimes we then excuse our emotions and we just allow them to go haywire. This is what I've found. Just kind of as an intro into where we're kind of going in this series. Uh, I think we're so busy trying to have it all, we miss the best. And I think that's what, that's what happens. Uh, it's happened to me in a lot of instances. And I don't know if that's the story of you or not. You've probably never stumbled, Andy, uh, in those things. But... Um, I think we all need margin. That's where I think we, we and I think we struggle keeping the margin. No, I, you know, years ago, meaning a few years ago, not decades ago, you know, I kind of look back and think, man, it seems like I've always got a project going, always have this thing, always doing that thing, you know, always writing this, going there, do it, something, you, you know, just some work-related something. And you look back and you go, okay, what is what is the actual fruit from all of that? And then if you take an honest assessment, you go, well, there was some income, but there's also a lot of strained relationships or relationships are okay, but at the same time they're okay, there's a lot of things that I've missed because I was off doing something else and I could have been present. And so you can't go back and get a redo, but you can learn from that and you can move forward. Or if you're still young, you know, I mean, this is, right, right. this is the, this is the thing. If, if you're, if you're young and you're listening, oh goodness, I, I was talking to one of our kids not too long ago, mm-hmm. sitting on that couch right there. And she was in, in my estimation, going full throttle into a brick wall. And she and she legit said, "Well, y- y'all just got to let me hit my own brick wall." And I, I'm like, "Well, freaking buckle up the seatbelt because right. you're about to." Okay, okay. It's, and right. so when you're, if you're young and you think, "Okay, I, I want to learn this the hard way through sure. experience," well, experience eats up one of the most valuable resources you have, which is your time. And so you could learn through the evaluated experiences of other people exactly. who've already hit that wall, you. you know, right. in whatever area, yeah, and, and move forward. Yeah. So I mean, right. I've hit enough walls. No, yeah, me too. And I think that that's the issue. Uh, you know, early on in ministry, when I was doing student ministry, we were building a student ministry because there wasn't one. So we started doing high school ministry on Sunday evening. That was when you still had church at, you know, Sunday night and that kind of thing, you know. So we would, we would do that. And then, uh, well, I had junior high kids. So we, okay, we're going to do that on Wednesday night. And then college kids showed up. So we started doing it on Tuesday nights. And then we wanted to do ministry projects and service projects and all of these things. And the long story short is, is I looked at my calendar what had become my job description was every time I wanted to do a new ministry, it became a piece of my job description. So when I would meet with the elders and the, you know, pastors of the church, 
this became my job description. And when I started looking at it on a calendar, I had two nights off a month. Oh, wow. And, and this, is, this is what was going on. I mean, I was also in school. So, you know, I'm taking class. I'm, I'm in school. I'm working and I'm doing student ministry. So all of these things are jammed in together. Uh, and that was that moment when Tammy looked at me and said, something has to give. And it took all of her energy because, you know, when you're doing that, she's thinking, man, how am I supposed to tell him he shouldn't be doing God's work? You know, that's what the pressure on a wife from that ministry perspective. And so it took a lot for her just to, I remember the day I walked in the house and she's sitting on the sofa and she's got a couple of babies around her and all of that. And she's going, look, this has to stop. And um, so my great concession was, well, I'll give you Friday morning. You know, I mean, I, I just couldn't figure out a way out of it. And eventually we did, obviously. But, um, man, it was brutal. And it, I could see that if I didn't get a hold of my schedule, uh, it, it was going to wreck me. And, you know, we did the same thing. You know, we were young and we were financially, um, you know, we're, I mean, we're barely, she's not working because we made that decision that she was just going to be a stay-at-home mom. Well, when you're in ministry, you're not making a lot of cash. They pay you so much, and yeah. so we're strapped. And and I remember every time something would break. I mean, if the if something happened with the car, it was like it just set us back. And you know, we didn't know we didn't know what to do. We were afraid to ask anybody for help, and and it just began to to wear us out. And it as we grew through life, one of the things we realized that we wanted, if we didn't want anything else, we wanted margin. And uh, I mean, I think if we think about it, we'll talk about what margin is, right? I mean, if you think about it, we all love that. We all crave that. If you've ever driven over toward Knoxville these days from Birmingham, it seems like when you get to some of the sections on the on the highway, they've got those concrete bunkers and they're like four inches off the white line on the side. Yep. And you've got a truck over here and you're just you're just tense and panic trying to get through that. That's what life feels like with no margin. I like it when the lanes are like they are in Texas, where they're wide. You just got back from there. But in certain parts in Texas, I mean, they've built that shoulder so wide. It's so as it, wide as the normal lane. Yes. And so it's, I love that. Same thing if you've ever flown and you've flown much. Listen, I've flown to India uh, before where there's five ro- five seats in the middle of that thing. And once you get in there, you're they, stuck. Yeah. You just need a bag to go to the bathroom. Cause they, I mean, there's no way out. And you're next to somebody that hadn't taken a bath in and you're three the, weeks. Right, literally you're there for like 18 hours. I've done that. And then I've had the luxury of flying first class. Listen, I'll take that any day or give me the exit row where I can stretch my legs out or bulkhead. And, and so I think we all know what that feels like. Uh, from a relational perspective, I don't know if you've ever, if you've got friends like these, but I got some friends, what I call, I, I guess it harkens back to a Seinfeld episode of close talkers where they're just going to get right in your face. And I'm like, Look, bro, I love you, but this is, and you try to get on the other side of your desk maybe, and they follow you over there. And it's just like, there are these close talkers. I love it when people can have conversation and give me space. And so that's what we're talking about when, when we talk about margin, it's, uh, it's that it's that place beyond what's uh, needed. That's what we call margin. But you're saying space in every area of life. In every, like you're saying uh, yes. I mean, so like in the previous episodes, we talked about you know if you boomerang all the way back to episode one, we're talking about defining your dreams and then building that out. So what you're saying is kind of as you implement all this stuff, whatever it is, you you don't want to be running full throttle and fill up every bit of time that you have Absolutely. in the in the day you don't want to you don't want to fill up every bit of 
money that you have. You don't right. fill up every bit of reserve on. You, you got to have some buffer beyond what's required to sustain the stuff that you've committed to. For the long haul. We can all do it short term, but yeah. it's destructive. And so we define margin as the amount available beyond what's needed. That's really what we're talking about. Um, you know, man, several years ago, I was watching these, uh, those thriller type things. Uh, and this guy was juggling chainsaws and they were going, I'm, you know, and they're like doing it. And so he's Are there got chains on them or has it just got the engine? I, I mean, it, I don't know. It sounded like it. He looked like it. I would he, like to see him cut the wood. It, well, he did. He and then, you know, like in all of them, did he do that with all of them? Anyway, so they throw him one. He's, you know, then they throw him another one. He's got, he's got these chainsaws. He juggled five chainsaws. Now, part of me is thinking, could he do six, you know, but then I know what would happen because that's what happens in our life. You can only handle so much of that at one time. Well, here's what happens, though. Okay, so you're using this metaphor of juggling. Think about you chunk that guy another chainsaw. Right. Let's propose we throw him number six. And his bandwidth is he can do five. Right. So if he gets six, one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to hurt himself or he's going to drop them. And when he drops it, it's not like he's just going to drop number six and keep the other five going. Right, no, right. They're all falling. Yes. So, like, if you don't do the margin thing, it's not only, like, you're going to go, oh, well, that's too much. Let me settle back down. It's, like, generally when you drop them, you drop it all, and somebody gets hurt. Exactly. And, and I think that's what happens in our life when it comes to schedules and so many other things. That's, that's what happened to me in my, in my marriage early on with, with Tammy. Uh, you know, it was that aspect of, and I was juggling too many things. There was no way to do any of it efficiently uh, and it was killing me in the process. And so what I came to realize in so much is that the secret to getting more often happens with less, right? And doing less like that. I like what we talk about in advance. There's that is, you know, what, what do we stop doing? What do we add? What do we continue? Something had to stop in, in my life. Doing less actually taught me how to do more. All right, so you're going to create some buffer here in all of life, and you've got, well, like maybe three principles here of margin, mm -hmm. buffer, space, room. Right. Beyond what's required. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and how to get that, because that's what we want. We think that we can't, but we like we talked about in advance, you can control a lot of what you do as far as your schedule. Yeah, you can control you. You can't control right. the boss. You can't control... But you only work 40 hours a week right. that a boss has you. You can't control other people in the family. You can't control mm -hmm. you know, the government. You can't control. Like We complain about all the stuff we can't control, but then we don't work on the thing we can. Right. Like I mean, everybody like wants to burn you know, politicians, but I mean, the, the reality is the person in the White House right, right now right. has less to do with what's happening in your house exactly. than you do. Exactly. Okay, so... And I think if we can... if we To, to help a lot of, of us guys get down the road and get along, I think if I can sell you on the fact that less is actually more, it's going to be beneficial to you all the way down the line. Because we don't normally think that. We think more is better. But I'm going to argue that less is better in the area. So, because we want margin, margin is where everything happens. Relationships happen in the margin. Uh, thought process, good anal analyzation of your own life happens in the margin. It can't happen if there's no space to just have time to breathe and write. Well, you look through the Gospels and you think about Jesus. How many times does stuff happen when he's getting interrupted? 
Exactly. So like he's heading one, he's heading in one direction, right, right? And somebody stops and goes, "Hey, if you could come over here and do this," or so. There's obviously space. He's got mm-hmm. what three, three and a half years here, not to change the world, but he's going to change all time, exactly. in, like every era in the world and right. eternity. And yet he's got buffer to keep getting interrupted, and then also you start seeing things that happen when he's off. Like the feeding of the 5,000, mm-hmm. he had gone to take a retreat and all these people follow him. That happens in the margin. That sure. does not happen by an anticipated play that he ran. Right. You know, there's things like that over and over that occur. Anyway. So. Yeah, and, and so many of the things that we, we talk about in, in advance really plays a part in this. Because if I want more the right people on the bus, but I have no margin to create those relationships, they're never going to happen. Uh, you know, if, just like Jesus scheduled time to be interrupted, right? And, and we have to allow ourselves to be interrupted. If there's no margin, then there's, there's no relationships that are going to be developed because we have margin, we have reduced the time there's no space. to do that, right? So really, right. in this little thing, there's a, there's a couple of things I want us to talk about and, and sell you on. One of them is that when margin decreases, stress goes up, right? When, when I have less margin, stress is going to happen. Well, that makes sense. You go back to the money. Right. If you're making $1,000 a month and 999 is accounted for, right. and then all of a sudden the car needs a repair, where's it? Sure. where are you going to get it? Sure. And you're, you're running late to work. There's a wreck. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Right. Okay. Extrapolate on all no, that. But, and that's it, right? I mean, so margin decreases, my stress goes up. So... I decided to sleep late or I decided to do something and I'll, I got to get to work and normally it's a 25 you know minute commute but I've only left myself 16 minutes well now there's a little stress if I have to be there now I'm gonna drive a little faster than I should I'm gonna be a little less cautious I'm gonna be zigging and zagging and I'm gonna be yelling at everybody because I need them to get out of my way and I think if I'm yelling through my windshield they're gonna somehow magically hear me and move out of the way I imagine myself being a policeman who's going to ticket everybody driving in my lane, which is the fast lane, right? All of that stuff happens. So I'm not thinking about my day. I'm not thinking, I'm not easing into that thing and about, you know, what I'm going to do when I get there and all. I'm just, I'm just a ball of stress. And that's what happens when our schedules are so tight and then, and then something happens. Um, you know, it, man, I, I, true story, embarrassingly so, not for me, but I, I remember being in an environment once. When one of the guys, that the boss, and then a guy that was an employee of his, his mother passed away. And um, the employee. The employee's mother. The employee's mother passed away. And the boss is needing him to keep that machine running. And so he blasts this guy and says, well, can't you at least come in for half a day? His mom had just died, and he's wanting this guy to come in half a day. That's what no margin means like. I mean, that's, that's what it's like. That guy was a crazy man to think that that was even... That was that, even a realistic Yes. Ask. And I'm like, but he was under a deadline being pushed. And so he just, for him, it was, your mom died, so get over it. I'm like, man, that, that turns out well, didn't it? Well, the funeral's <laughs> only two hours the total time. I mean... I mean, it's just, it's just crazy stuff. But that's what happens when, when, when margin goes up. Well, it's easier to see that in other people than in, like it's easy to look at that and go well yeah that, that right, guy man right. he's a yeah you know 
little whatever, give them a little name, you know, thinking all these names I want to say, but I can't because, you know, people will be listening to this. Yep. But then you go, oh, dang it, man, I didn't. Right. I've never done it like that, but, but, but those I've things pushed on people exactly. inappropriately. Because we didn't have margin. And so when there's less margin, stress goes up. And just like you talked about with the money, it's the same thing. I don't, you, you've been where I have, where, where it's like it's been tight before, and you, you just were trying to figure out where that next thing was going to come from. And the stress that you feel on that, when you, when you look at your kids and they're, they're, they've outgrown their shoes, and you're thinking, man, come on, you can get one more year out of it. You know, they're one like, Dad, my, my, my toes are curled. Cut the end out. I mean, we start, Cut think, the end. We, we start thinking about all of these issues because we didn't have any space for that. And we can argue that we didn't, but nobody put a gun to my head and told me I had to spend all I made. Right? I mean, it's not, we, we did that. We could just feel like we didn't have a choice, but we all have a choice. Right. Same thing in the area of our kids. You know, when, man, it, if, if you've budgeted your time, you're going to watch Netflix, you're going to do whatever, and it's bedtime. And I'm big on routines. I think that's where that's where raising kids is lived. It's in the morning routine. It's in the meal routine, like the dinner, where we sit down at the table and we have conversation. It's in the drive time or the homework time, whatever season you're in, and the bedtime routine. But most parents so crave alone time, they're going to, yeah, it, eat, the evening bedtime deal is terrible because the kid's never fast enough. They've always got to have that one more thing. Oh, I, need water. I, I need my I need my binky or whatever it is you call it. You yeah. know, got to have all this stuff. And that should be a time in which there's a calmness that's taking place. And you're kind of revealing yourself to them. And you're teaching them things. You're reading a book or you're, you're just re- reminiscing about your day so that they can feel this attachment with you. And there's a prayer time. That should be what's happening. But it doesn't. I've witnessed it several times. One, in my own life. But two, just hanging out with friends. You know, when you're going out you know, with them and you're at the beach or whatever. And you hear them yelling at their kids. And it's like, what is going on? They just wanted to get them in bed so they could get something done. Man, You've missed the best of what could happen with your kids because your margins, you, you allow, even if it's silly like Netflix, I just want to go binge on that or I want to go you know, do what I want to do. And those are the things that happen. If there's no margin, I have no time to talk to, to the Tamster about life. And, and, um, and, and so we're short with each other. You know, right? We're working through those things. Same thing at work, man. I'm snippy and, and all of that, disorganized uh, because I don't have enough time to get things together. And this is why margin matters. And so that's all I'm trying to do is set us up here for the concept of that. And so we have three things, and that's the first one. But you want so to speak into that? Well, no, I just said the first one. is So, so margin decreases, decreases. goes up. So there's an inverse Absolutely. relationship. One goes up, the other goes down. One goes down, the other goes up. Yeah. So no margin, lots of stress, lots. some margin. You, okay, some stress, right. lots of margin, way less stress. Right. Okay, and none of us can function very long under stress. We just can't. We brain, your brain's not designed to, you know, and right. your body's not. Right. Back in 2014, the advance began as a one-time event in Memphis, Tennessee. There were about 22, 23 men present, and we enjoyed the entire weekend. We learned a little bit about business 
a lot about faith and a whole lot about becoming better men. And I'll tell you this, it was a lot of fun. So much fun that months later we did Advance 2.0 and then 3.0 and 4 and 5. Eventually I was involved in 10 Advance events. They grew every time and we continue developing the framework that is the what, how, why, who, you, uh, that fills the books and the planner and some of the other resources that are available for you today. Now, let me tell you this. After Advance 10.0 in Minneapolis, I stepped back and took a break. I had some life changes and uh, moving from one chapter to a next that really necessitated me putting a big pause. But I always knew, always felt that at some point, we're going to move this thing forward and it will, at that point, be better than ever. Right now, we are building an incredible team of men who want to lock arms and move forward together with each other, who want to challenge each other in the same way that Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. And we've got the podcast, have some books, have a planner, some other online tools, but we are about to unleash the live events once again. Now, we're not ready to tell you when and where and all of the details. We're still in the planning process, but I will tell you this. If you want to be among the first to know when we announce the time and place so that you can reserve your ticket early on, I would encourage you to follow the link in the show notes below to the Advance Live wait list. That's it. Join it and we will let you know first when we release the tickets. Thanks again. I'll see you at the next, yep, we're doing it, live event. Margin. I don't have time to think, to analyze, to to do whatever. I've just got to... You're it, reacting it's instead always, of making good decisions. Exactly. So it's always that. And, and you know, we one, we get, we get self-absorbed. Uh, so we're, you know, when, when we're, when there's less margin, I only have time to worry about me. Right. I mean, I don't have time to worry about you because I'm trying to worry about me. I'm trying to keep my head above water. Well, I can drive and you can't let that person in the lane. <laughs> right. like, you're late. You got to get yeah. on. So I'm you like, can't. oh, you ain't getting over, baby. Right. I mean, that's what happens. So I become self-absorbed and I'm consumed with my needs. And that's a very unhealthy place to be. I think we know that as Christ followers, that that humility is the is the mark of every true believer, that we regard others as more important than ourselves. But without margin, I can't, can't. I'm not allowed to do that. I just got to take care of me. And so it, it just, it ruins so many things. Relationships suffer because I'm now I'm myopic. I'm tunnel visioned. I, I'm not even interested in what's good for Tammy. I just want to get here, right? Because I don't have margin. I don't have time to, oh, I saw the look that she had that she's bothered about something, but I don't have time to talk about that right now. I'm going to pretend I didn't see that look, right? Yeah. How many times have we done that before? Because we're just, well, one, because we don't, we don't like arguments or fights, but mostly it's because I don't have time for that right now, right? And so, so that's what happens. And then... Uh, I, I don't know if, if it's happened to you, um, but it does to me. When if if there's a, not a lot of margin, uh, I, I can't concentrate. I, uh, I'm not listening well because I'm thinking about you know you, we're trying to have a conversation. You're pouring your heart out to me about something going on in your life, and and all I can think about is man, I got to do this and I got to do that. I'm no good to you, and and so that's the second issue that we look at when margin decreases. My focus is is lost. Uh, well, yeah, it's totally different when you know, okay, I've got, I've got a full day today of time, but I've got only a few tasks that have to be done. And so 
when, when I enter the day and I bump into somebody and they need to talk or when I enter in the day and, you know, a kid's taking longer or if there's less that's scheduled that day to do, then I tend to be more forgiving on those things. Mm-hmm. And I tend to take them more in stride than when every second is filled up. Absolutely. You, you know, and, and so, you know, that tunnel vision, that, you know, all those things, they seem, they seem to relate so much. So, I, I, again, I think if we can argue for everybody that's listening, just understand margin is essential, then we're going to break that down over the course of the next, you know, three, four episodes and talk about some of these things. But, um, you know, it just happened. I mean, last, last night it happened. Uh, I was doing a little prep work for this episode here today, and um, I finished a little earlier. And so I looked at the Tamster, and I said, look, man, uh, we got time to go to the coffee shop. There's a coffee shop we go to. And it's like a Hallmark movie, literally just like a Hallmark movie. I mean, it's like, so if you want to win with your wife, that's where you're going to go. Is there an old man there that may or may not be the actual Santa Claus in street clothes? No, but kind of like that. There's a guy working on a puzzle. He's always there every time we go. Anyway, on Thursdays, they stay open late at night, 6 to to 9. And so... Uh, and, and and Tammy had been working in the yard or whatever, so she'd already she'd checked out. She'd gone. She'd gotten her pajamas on. I mean, tell me, like six o'clock, you know. But that's what that's how sometimes we roll. That's margin right there. <laughs> six o'clock. I'm and, putting my pajamas and so on. So I, I stepped my head out of my office. I looked at her and I said, "Hey, you want to go to the coffee shop?" And she said, "Oh, I just took my makeup off." And I'm okay. That's cool. I'm not. I mean, no pressure. I'm just. I'm gonna go back in here and then do a little more study. <laughs> so about five minutes later, she goes. Can we go to the coffee shop? Can we shop? still go? <laughs> I'm like, sure, we can go. Let's rock and roll. Like, I want to go do this, and then we'll go do that. So we were hustling, and she's getting all her makeup on. We get in the car. We get halfway there, and she goes, I think I left my phone. All right? And so that's what happens, though. When, when all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're under deadline, she had no planning time. She worried about the essential thing, get the makeup on, right? And, and then, but she forgot her phone, so she couldn't check on her babies, and she's got to do all that. So, it, But that's what happens in our life. If, if we get so busy then we don't have time and we're going to miss things. And, and this is what I want, to, want us to avoid because if life is lived in the margin and we have no margin, we miss out on life. Right. And that's why this is important. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then the, the, the third one, unless you got more, you've got something to comment or you want to no. share some of your own mistakes. No, no not yet. No, it's, <laughs> I, I, I've got plenty. What's the third observation? Uh, when margin decreases, relationships suffer. And, and all of these kind of spill in together. It's just it's just important to see that because if, if, if listen, I mean, if my if if I am so running uh, to the point that that I have no time for my marriage, it, it's going to suffer. If if I'm worn out and I can't even find time for intimacy with my wife, which for most guys it's like, well, I can always find time for that. No, but but but. but <laughs> no, I, I, that's what I was going. I was going to drive you there a uh-huh. second. I was like, I saw this less energy for intimacy on your notes so you you can't have sex at the same time you're watching television shows yep i I mean one can lead to the other yeah i mean inadvertently (laughs) but like it's you know it's it's hard to be fully engaged in two things at one time yep that are kind of contradictory you know so sure you know and a lot of guys They'll say, so when we did some of the advanced events, it was not uncommon, you know, for a guy to say, I have not had sex with my wife in five years, you know, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And 
you know, you're, you're like, oh my, okay, there, that's an issue. Absolutely. Like, like that's showing something. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't have the solution without knowing the. No, but I do know t- that there's a lot of, you know, because we distinguish, and I'm sure you do as well, between sex and intimacy. They're two different things. One, one is a biological issue, and one involves everything the emotion, the physiology, everything. I don't distinguish that. between those, and, Randy. Um, most guys don't distinguish. I do. I know. Uh, and you do. Most, most guys but I don't know. know to distinguish. But I'm saying, you know. The I, women do. Right. And so. Uh, energy. Yeah. If you don't have that energy to do that, it it's you settle for less. And intimacy is a gift from God, and I think we miss that. Uh, right. And so I'm not just talking well, about. It takes time. Like all right. of it takes time. Right. And and so so that's what happens. And I guess if I you know so create margin you know for those things. Just create that intimacy. And we know how to do it, man. If I want intimacy with my wife, I'm going to set that thing up all day. Right. Uh, you know, and just, and however we do those things. And then, uh, the other thing that happens in my marriage is my, my conversations are non-existent. They're just, they're just informational, uh, titter, you know, tat, tit for tat kind of thing. Oh, we got to go here today. We got to do that tomorrow. We got to do, as opposed to hearing dreams and everything. And I want my wife to hear my dreams and I want to know what hers are. And I want to know what's going on. Sometimes we'll ask a question like, Hey, what's your feeling word today? That's a question that asks her to, share with me not just her schedule but but her heart and if you're so busy all we ever get to is schedule not heart and so we're settling for a a less happy marriage because we've not built that in and uh you know so these are just some of the things that that we do kids are the same way um you know if you're so stressed that you don't have time to throw the baseball with your kid there's a problem you or know. play top dog. And, you know, there was a song when I was a kid growing up, Cats in the Cradle. I don't know if you remember that one or I not. Do. Right? But but I often think about that, you know, when I because I'm old enough now to look back and realize that I have some regrets about, man, I wish I had spent more time with my kids, you know, in, in these certain areas. One-on-one time. We had so many close together. We didn't, we couldn't really find individual time. But, I, well, we, we could have. I did not choose to. And so I, I wish I had. Um, and, and so I don't want my, I don't want these guys here to have these regrets thinking though, I don't have time. I got to do this. And then I'll have time with my kids. Look, it's a brief window that you have to where your kids want to be, to spend time with you and you better take advantage of it. So these are the reasons why margin matters. And you know, the last thing is just friendships, right? Uh, If, if I don't have time to to schedule that, if I'm always so busy, then, um, you know, I'm going to be in trouble. So, uh, if I'm going to land the plane somewhat, I would guess I would say relationships are built in the margin and we better create that. I got two stories that just stick out. There's a picture that we have in my family of uh, we're on Jekyll Island and everybody's on bicycles and, you know, we've snapped the picture and we have it. When I see that picture, it, it's haunting to me because I remember the picture, but I remember nothing about that day because I was on the phone on my bike because we were in a building program aspect of the church. And if you grew up in, in a church, you yeah. know what that's like. And all I'm, the conversation is all about carpet, literally carpet. And when I look at that thing, I thought, I chose carpet in a stinking building over time with my kids. And I remember, it, it seemed like it's always Abby, my daughter. She's the only one I got. But she was like, I think if there was a house fire, Dad, you would go grab your phone before you'd grab us. That was the most helpful and hurtful yeah. statement that I've... How old was she when she said that? 12. 
you know, right in that range. And she was right. And yeah. that's what hurt, you know. But again, to get to her, there was a time when we were first starting a church, and she's probably three or four, five. She's probably five. And uh, I'm delivering. I'm selling office supplies and also delivering. So we're in the truck. I took one of my kids. We were homeschooling some at that time. So we, I just grabbed one, put them in the truck, and we'd go. So I'm riding down the road, and, and man, Abby can chitter-chatter like nobody's business. She just, She's just chatty Cathy. And so she's doing all of that. And, and my mind, because I have no margin, I'm thinking about getting this stuff delivered and building the church and studying this. All I'm thinking about is everything but her, even though the whole point was to get her to get her to spend time with you in the truck. And at one point, it was like you waking up from a dream, you know, you're, you know, and you hear something and you're like, eh, I'm kind of in between. And that's where I was. And, and she, I finally heard her say, daddy, daddy. And then she, and I, looked, I said, yeah, babe. She said, I thought you left me. Right. And, you know, and I thought, man, she, I at, thought at, you at left five me. years you old, just... she thought, man, dad just, <laughs> you know, because I, obviously she'd been chatting for an hour and a half and I didn't pay attention to any of it. And yeah. so, you know, I'm giving all these vulnerable things because I know how to mess it up. And I guess what I want to do is make sure that, that we don't do that. Here's what, here's what happens. We, in, in what we find in the margin is peace. You can't find that when there's no margin. There's just, it just, it's hard right in the middle of it. I mean, it, sometimes I mean, you can have peace anywhere, right? If we keep our mind stayed on Christ, but that's the hard part when our mind is so busy with everything. We're running in panic mode all so the time. So what happens is we lose peace, we lose clarity. I don't, I don't make good decisions because I don't have any margin to think, and and so it's that way. And then I miss out on life because life happens in the margin. I promise you, that's where life happens. And so the reason why we don't, if we were just to talk about that quickly, and I want, I want to just hear your summation of it. Um, I, I think fear is really what drives us. We're afraid we're going to miss the old FOMO thing. We're just fear of missing out, uh, or that we won't make it. You know, I mean, I was driven by that a lot of times to do schedule because I wanted to make it as youth pastor. I wanted to make it as a pastor. I wanted to make it, you know, as a writer. I wanted to get finished with that job so I could be free from it and do something else. And so uh, you just get caught up in, in I, I just want to make it. I want to get there, you know, as opposed to just enjoying the process. Um, I so. think I've done all that. <laughs> right? Uh, so if we bring in a, a good biblical principle and this was helpful for me um is the the principle of the sabbath and and when we think about that it's one of the ten commandments right we all know that right uh it was it was a day of rest that the lord gave to the people for their their benefit so that they would find refreshment it's not a command like you've got to in that sense it, it or i mean it was but not i mean the point isn't do this it was enjoy this that was the whole point and and so we do it for our rest. And, and, and I don't know, a lot of these guys may not be taking days off or time off or anything else. And I don't mean to do something else. I mean to do nothing, just to rest. Uh, it's a principle that God gives us. And, he, and three things happen, right? One, we rested. Two, every seven years, the land was to rest. That's a, for, for a farming community, that's a big deal, right? I mean, you, you've got to eat. You, you, how can you not? plant something so you have something and how can you not work because they work set i mean life would be seven days a week kind of thing and then every seven years you would excuse everybody's debt you're like well there's no way i can i can do that but the point of that i believe is for god to say trust me i can if you'll rest if you'll trust me if you won't worry about that margin of not of, of relieving debt, of not working 
because you got to produce that year. God's going to take up that, that slack. That, that was the whole point of, of those things, was that whole aspect of trust God and see if he doesn't take care of you in that sense. And so for me, it's been good just to say, I'm going to give that to God, right? Um, it's, it's exactly what in the story, Mary and Martha, remember that story? Uh, Jesus coming to dinner. Yep. And they're, they're all, you know, trying to get ready. Martha's like, man, got to go, got to go, right? So she's busy. Mary, when Jesus comes in, Mary's sitting right at his feet. If you know the story, the, the whole setting is about that. Jesus comes in, Mary's right there at his feet. Martha's in the kitchen pounding whatever she's doing, and I imagine that she's, you know, she's kneading the bread or she's doing whatever. She's probably thinking about Mary like, I wish I could be in there, and I wish I had time to go, you know, rest, but i got to be in here in the kitchen. And she gets so frustrated that she goes into that room where Jesus and Mary is, and she doesn't even call her sister by her name. He said, she says, Jesus, tell her to help me. And Jesus looks at her and said, Martha, Martha, Mary's chosen the best thing. Now, that's not a slight on women who are organized and, and you know, that kind of personality. We can always make it that. Well, somebody's got to pay for all this crap. It, right. I mean, I mean like, and there is that reality. I mean, it was, it was yeah. But, I mean, it was, the, her, it was, she's the one that owned the house, if you right. read the text. Like, right, yeah. So, and, and, I mean, they wouldn't eat if she hadn't been doing what she's yeah, doing. It's like, so it's, but, but the point that Jesus was saying, hey, look, there is better and best. She's chosen the best. What you're doing is good, Martha, but, hey, it's not about the meal. Come in here and hang out with us. That's what I want. And so, to me, this is why this series of episodes that we're doing matters, because life is lived in that margin, and we need it. Well, it seems to me, you know, maybe what you're getting at is, so you've said, if margin goes down, stress goes up. Mm -hmm. And if margin goes up, stress goes down. That's point number one. Yep. Point number two is when you don't have margin... You don't have focus and clarity because you're like you you're just thinking in the moment. Like you're just instantly you can't think long term. You can't think about other people. It's just oh, I'm dealing with what's right in front of me because I don't have any I don't have any room to think. I don't have any room to do anything else. Which means number three, all your relationships suffer. Yep. Because you can't think about other people, and that that kind of includes that relationship with seeing God move. It's almost like because you're talking about Sabbath and rest. And even the years and the debts and the, when you don't have margin, or maybe you say it like this, that margin in some sense is the, the, the space you give God to move. Yes. And you give him to break in and do something that you can't do, which honestly, if you could have done it with all of your work and your full throttle and 20 hour days or whatever you're doing... Like it would have already been done. Right. If, 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 you know, the world was going to be changed by human effort, we would have already accomplished that. We've got more time-saving hacks, more work-laboring saving devices than anybody's ever had. We're still but busy. But you don't have the space for the supernatural. And that's that's really when you open up the margin. Absolutely. Hey friends, wanted to take a short break from the podcast just to invite you to download the advanced audiobook absolutely free. The link is down below in the show notes. Here's what it's going to do. It is going to help you define your dreams and navigate from where you are to where you're designed to be over five different chapters, five different points of the advanced frameworks. You're going to walk through the what. That's the idea in your head. And then you're going to learn about number two, the how that is the implementation of the idea 
that now you do in your hands, you're gonna learn about the why, which is the inspiration, the drive, the heart behind this. We're gonna talk about the who that you do this with, that's the interdependence. And then finally, you've got to work on you individuality. All of this flows from you. What you're experiencing in your life around you and with the people that are in your circle, it is an overflow of what's going on inside you. You've got to learn to live from the inside out. Now, that audiobook is absolutely free. As well, there are some worksheets and some other tools that you can download that will help you put into practice everything that you're learning. Take advantage of the audiobook. The link is down below in the show notes.